Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace with Military Child and Life. Today, I'm here with Army Spouts and also podcast uh, host, Samantha. So welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hey, thank you, Gracie. It's super awesome to be here. I'm so glad to be a part of your podcast. I love what you're doing. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, So kind of just give me uh, just some insight into your life of being a military spouse. Yeah, so um, I've been married for four and a half years now, and really prior to my husband and being in the Army world through him, I had no experience in the military world. So um, that was a very eye-opening, just being dating him and being aware of the Army world and just, I mean, the acronyms alone get you. <laughs> so it can be very overwhelming. He was Army Reserves and he um, is now an active guard in the reserves. So um, that's really what I've, I've known throughout my military experience. Um, we went through a deployment when he had just been dating for about five months. And then he was um, went on a nine-month deployment to Afghanistan. And then he came back and we quickly got engaged, um, I think about six months later and got married within five months. So within that first year back, we were engaged and married. And then um, he just got back from his second deployment back in September of 2022. And he had been gone two weeks shy of a year. So um, in that deployment, I we had um, our 15-month-old son and uh, I was had just entered my third trimester when he left for that year-long deployment. So I gave birth to her during that time and he did not meet her until she was nine months old. Um, So I had a lot of time of solo parenting, which was wonderful and overwhelming and really just all the things. So um, yeah, that's really my experience with in the, in the short version of being in the military world. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, my dad was Army Reserve. So, you know, it's in a sense comforting to hear, you know, a lot of people think Army Reserve or, you know, AGR or National Guard or whatever. And they're like, oh, you know, deployments aren't a thing for you guys. Like, no, it is more of a thing for us than it yeah. is, you know, complete active duty. Um you know, for some reason, your part-timers are the first ones sent out. Um, But I mean, that's just the way it goes. And, you know, it'd be that way, but it's... Yeah, it's interesting because my husband's got a couple buddies from flight school and um, I met them a couple years and he was gearing up for the second deployment and they've been in just as long as him, but they've been active duty and he's been in the reserves and they've never been deployed, nor were they gearing up for deployment. And my husband was gearing up for a second. I was like, wait, this seems backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, having a child, you know, in the middle of of a deployment and it's, that sounds insane as it is. 
Yeah, that was um, definitely an experience. We knew when we found out that we were pregnant with her that uh, that he would not be able to come home. And so I kind of went in, it took a couple weeks, even probably about a month for me to, I was really scared. I was really nervous. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine giving birth without my husband there. I never right. imagined in my mind, even being a military spouse, that that would be something that I would do. Um, and what's interesting is when I went into, when I checked into the hospital with our son, which my husband was home for, um, the woman that checked in ahead of me was a military spouse. And she was going and checking in and her sister was with her. And I remember telling my husband, I was like, never, I am <laughs> never doing that. Don't you ever leave me during the <laughs> Yeah. And then here I was. So, um, yeah, I never experienced, I never expected that I would go through that. And, um, it was definitely an experience. I mean, just taking leading up to when, I mean, when I'm seven and a half, eight months pregnant and I have a 15 month old at home and just lifting him and doing all the daily things, um, even that got overwhelming and exhausting. So, um, thankfully we have a ton of support, um, where we are. And so my mom was over quite a bit and that helped a ton. My mom and sister went to the hospital with me and then my husband was able to FaceTime in. He had just gotten overseas like five days prior. So I think he was still adjusting time-wise, but he took the day off and, um, was able to FaceTime from the time I checked into the hospital until maybe like an hour after she was born. Yeah. So that was nice. You know, technology has come such a long way. And, you know, even the, just the past 10 years that, you know, we're able to have the FaceTime, we're able to have, you know, back, you know, when I was a military kid and my dad was deployed, um, we never got the chance to do it. But Skype was, you know, that's I was first coming out and being big. But now we have FaceTime, we have Zoom, we have so many different means of communication that even though he's in another country, he was still yeah. able to be there, you know, mm -hmm. for that moment and be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. I often think how it was prior to having that kind. I mean, I've only known deployments in the military life with technology. So I often think of what it would have been like without technology and just waiting for letters to be written or, um, you know, the anticipation and the worry I can, yeah, I can only imagine. It's also, I've talked about this before with other military, um, wives. I was like, I wonder, you know, if having that technology sometimes makes it harder, not so much on the family, but on the soldier, because that's also so much of a weight and expectation of them to be able to be included in the home life and like what a gift that is, but also their minds are in like two different places. They're in the right. middle of a war zone, but they're also can be present with their family. So I'm like, I'm, I'm sure it comes with pros and cons, but I mean, it's wonderful to be able to see their face and hear their voice and yeah, continue to talk to them. So yeah, you have I'm to... grateful to be on this side of technology. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely... Um, like you were saying, pros and cons, you have to find the balance, you know, between having it versus not having it. Um, when are good times? Because, you know, when my dad was in Afghanistan, you know, that's 13 hours ahead, I believe, you know, mm -hmm. something crazy like that. And so having different time zones, being able to ha or having to figure that out, but still being able to be connected with your family, it's 
it's definitely a weird balance that you have to figure out, but it's so, um, I mean, there's so much good that comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for kids, I would think too, and spouses, but especially for kids who, young kids, like my son, we can explain to him. He has no concept of time. So I'm like, I can't explain to you that he's going to be gone for 11 months, like, and the countdown and saying it's going to be this many months. He doesn't understand that. So, um, being able to see dad on a screen for months and months and months, he just kind of got used to that. And at the beginning, he kind of thought it was like a video or something and he wasn't super engaging. And then he realized like, no, that's my dad. I'm talking to him. And so I feel like, you know, kids are super resilient, but, um, definitely going through a deployment with kiddos, even little young kids. Um, it was such an honor and also overwhelming <laughs> uh, to get through. Um, but yeah, it's, it was really cool to see him and how he kind of, our son, how he adapted to getting to be in a relationship with his dad via technology. Yeah. And it's, it changes and it's so hard for kids to understand that. Like we were saying, like, it's not just a video, it's like an actual like phone call like your your dad is on the other side of this phone like having a conversation with you um and I think it kind of stems back to you know a feeling of shyness and things like that because you're like well what do I even do (laughs) like what is this what's going on yeah and kids don't know but like you said they're so resilient like military kids are just uh, being one myself, I'm a little biased, but you know, um, <laughs> you are, you all are. Yeah, military kids are so resilient. They're <laughs> so, um, they're able to adapt to any situation. And some kids, it might take, uh, you know, a little longer for them to adapt to something, but they still find a way to adapt to it, and it's really incredible and really inspiring. Yep, it's definitely a very unique lifestyle to have and I feel like you only truly get it if you're in it and those on the outside kind of look in and like I'm curious as to what that's like so yeah so yeah definitely unique lifestyle what kind of things do you experience going through the lifestyle as a spouse Hmm. Um, (laughs) so I, I would say the reserves um being in the reserve world is probably very different than active duty because we don't live on a base. We're not completely surrounded by military families. Um, Being in the reserves, my husband's unit is 40 minutes away. So other people live, you know, within an hour or even farther away. So we're all not around each other as much Um, during deployments. We definitely um, come together and, um, you know, create our groups during deployments and have that support of um, the other military spouses. Um, but when there's, when there aren't deployments going on, it's, it's an interesting world because everybody else kind of has their groups and friend groups and stuff that they hang out with. So right. um, I've actually been curious of that for a military spouse or military family that lives on a base um, or on post and how, what that looks like. So um, you know, so I'm being surrounded by family. Um, I would say one of the hardest things is kind of like I was saying, it's hard to understand this, this role and this life when you're not in it. So family so badly wants to understand and be a part of it and support and they're wonderful, but it's not like talking with another military spouse and for you, like being a military 
child and talking to another military military child. And, you know, there's just that basic understanding of like, Hey, yeah, I know what you've gone through. Um, and to have those relationships, I've realized how, um, genuine, how needed those relationships are. Um, I think sometimes in the military spouse world, it can be intimidating meeting other military spouses, especially if theirs have been in longer. Right. Um, so I think kind of breaking that down, just being like, Hey, military spouse, military spouse, like we can just connect on that level, um, regardless of what our spouse's ranks are, or what the situation is, or how many times with PCS or any of that. So thinking, not carrying that with us and just having that base layer of common ground is really important, um, in meeting other military spouses. Um, yeah. And then finding other families that are similar to ours with young kiddos, um, and older kiddos. So it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely been an experience and I enjoy it. Yeah. And it's so different. I mean, like you were saying, being a reserve family, we were 20 or 40, 45 minutes outside of my dad's unit. We were, you know, we lived in a suburb of Cleveland and they were in Twinsburg. So it was quite a drive. Um, and obviously, you know, it's not necessarily a crazy commute for the service members all the time, especially because they're not there as frequently. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you move and you're on a base, uh, you're there because of, you know, proximity um, to your to your work and things like that. Um, and there are people who are in the office every day, so that does not change, um, you know, even in reserve families. Um, but it's so important to even find that sense of community and that sense of family and, you know, military family within that, even though you mm-hmm. may be 40 minutes this way and there's a family an hour the other way um, yes. from the unit. So it is still, it's still important, still special, still very much needed as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so important, again, coming from a military kid, but to be surrounded by other people who are going through the same situations because kids don't mm-hmm. understand, you know, the hardest thing for me being a military kid was my dad was going on a deployment, but there were no other military kids in my school. So it's like they don't understand. And the days that I'm sad because I don't have my dad there, you know, someone would come in and say, I'm sad because my dad's going away for the weekend. Like, and I'm like, my dad's going away for a year. Like it's a little different. Um, So having that, again, basic level of understanding between Everyone, no matter, you know, kids, spouse, no matter the rank, um, just military families have that that level of understanding everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's it's so special and I love it. Yeah, it is. It is very special. It's very unique. And we're like halfway to 20. So we'll see if we if we make the whole 20. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will see. Yeah, sometimes you just have to take it one step at a time because, I mean, yeah. you you honestly never know what, what happens. You know, the I mean, for us, it was unfortunate of my dad getting injured, so we didn't make it to our full 20. Yeah. Um, but, you know, different opportunities come up. You can live, you know, in other states. You have so many different experiences that the military provides that, mm-hmm. you know, being after 
active or being, you know, AGR or being reserved. Like you never know just the different um, opportunities that will come up and along the way. Yeah, for sure. We are gearing up for our our first PCS. So I'm very curious as to how that's going to go with our two kiddos and coming from a place of full support, having both of our families here to moving to somewhere far away um, and not having (laughs) any support (laughs) is um, a little overwhelming, uh, but we're also super excited for the adventure and just leaning into that military lifestyle, you know, completely. And so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm, I am curious um, because our kids are so close with the family here, how, how they are going to do. And again, being so young that I can't really explain <laughs> to yeah. them. I brought up, I was like, Hey, Renee, I told our two and a half year old, Hey, you know, we're going to go live closer to the beach. And he goes, okay. And then 15 minutes later, Hey, after nappers, we go to the beach. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> it's going to be months, <laughs> months down the road. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be an adjustment for sure, but, um, also an adventure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you talk to an active duty military family and they're like, you've never PCS before. And it's like, no, we are a bit different. Um, <laughs> but then you talk to a reserve family and you're like, oh, we're PCSing. They're like, oh, you actually PCS. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I definitely see people. I don't know how I don't know how families do it from like day one military and like moving every three years consistently for 20 years. <laughs> I think it has its pros and cons too. For me, I'm, I like that we have been here and that we've been able to stay in our hometown for so long. Um, so now I'm to the point where like, okay, we're excited for a move, but I think it would be so hard to move every three years for 20 years or, you know, even more than that, because then there's all the training and everything too. So yeah, it's, um, we will see how it goes. I don't, it's, hard uh finding the right people to contact and the right people to talk to and Instagram's super handy for that and finding um resources and military one source so you know really lean, leaning into those when I haven't really had to utilize those in my reserve experience yeah being a military spouse so um yes yeah, definitely definitely an adventure with a lot of questions that hopefully will be answered, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So at the beginning, like I had mentioned, you are a fellow podcast host as well. Um, So give us a glimpse into that. Yeah. So I started a podcast back in December. It's called Pursuing Joy Podcast. Um, It was really on my heart to do for years and years to um, share my faith. And I'm a Christian. So I really wanted to do that. I didn't know how, um, I thought about doing something, um, kind of based in the military spouse life, but I was like, I don't think I want to just be siloed down into one. So we kind of talk, I talk about a range of topics I had guests on and really just talking about pursuing joy in life. Um, and yeah, the, the joy that God gives us when we love God and love other people. Um, so that's really what my podcast is about is encouraging other people to love others and to just kind of accept that joy that we feel inside. I feel sometimes people might think that that's 
a bad feeling or that we're selfish because we feel good because we did something. I'm like, no, that's a gift. Like that's what we were created here to love other people. And, um, so yeah, that's what my, my podcast is all about that. And, um, having the chance to interview other people with different backgrounds and stories. And, um, I've done an episode on grief. So kind of talking on uncomfortable topics too, um, but pursuing joy through those. So I'm 13 episodes in and, um, I really enjoy it. It's uh, definitely a lot of work, especially with two little ones, but um, it's really enjoyable and just in in the beginning stages of that and kind of going, I plan to continue doing it as we move and travel. So trying to give myself grace for that because I'm sure that will be a little interesting, but um, yeah, so just trying to find a pace with it, but yeah, that's what my podcast is. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much joy that comes out of this, this lifestyle too, because I mean, you get to meet new people, you get to travel, you get to, to go new places. And even though while moving out of your hometown is uncomfortable and, um, challenging in its own ways, it is, you know, it's, you find so many incredible things. And I mean, you said you're going to the beach, so, you know, going, Going and experiencing somewhere else that, um, you know, has different different perks to it. Because if you stay in one area for so long, it can get, I mean, it can get frustrating. It can get hard. Um, yeah. But, you know, going out, being adventurous, exploring, you know, other places and being able to show your kids other places as well as they grow up. Yeah. And that's something that we've definitely taken into consideration. Um you know, just that, that lifestyle for our kiddos, even if it's temporary or if we do that for the next 10 years. Um, so it's definitely something we take into consideration and he, my husband has a cousin and I, um, actually chatted with her before we decided to like re sign in or sign up again Mm -hmm. for my husband too. Um, and I talked to her kiddos who are like middle school aged, and ask them how they like the lifestyle. And I was like, do you, do you ever wish that you were in one place for like a long time? Cause they move every three years. And yeah, they're like, no, we love it. And they're homeschooled and they love it. They're thriving. They're super outgoing. Um, they get involved in all these different activities, um, outside. And so for me, that made me feel so much better. I was like, okay, that's what I needed to hear. <laughs> I needed to hear that you enjoyed it. And, um, I feel like our kiddos are are very outgoing kids. And so hopefully that that will be a positive experience for them. And again, they're so young and they're not going to remember some of this. And I mean, they may not remember, you know, some of this next PCS location. So who knows, but I think that's also part on the spouses. I mean, the parents job as well as to get excited about, and that kind of goes for all of life with kids. But if you want them to be excited about something, then you need to be excited about it too. So um, if I just sat around and complained about it, it was like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go out there. They, <laughs> they probably would feel the same way. But, right. Um, yeah. So we try to have them share in the excitement too. Well, and I feel that like, unless you've lived the the life of a military kid and raising military kids yourself, it's hard to gauge what the lifestyle is like. And so you have to to talk to people and understand the lifestyle of a military kid. And so talking to, you know, these older military kids who have grown up in it, who have seen, um, 
you know, so many different aspects of it and mm-hmm. say, hey, what are what are your experiences? What are you going through? What are, you know, some of the challenges? Because let's be real, everything comes with a challenge. And yeah. military kids are so resilient, you know, like we were saying that they're going to take the challenge head on and you know, find ways to adapt to whatever situation they're in because it's so important as a family as a whole to adapt to wherever you're at um, and being like the locals of yeah. wherever you're going to be going and just experiencing it from that perspective as well. Yeah, I think that will be key and something we've debated on. There's not a a base where he's going to be at where my husband will be stationed at but um mm-hmm. there's an air force base nearby so I'm like ah, but that, it's a longer commute so I'm like do we live on base or do we experience like we're going to California the California lifestyle and like we yeah live with and get involved in the community and all that so we're kind of leaning towards towards that but um that is to be tbd <laughs> I guess because we I think that's the craziest part of PCSing is he's has training to do prior to us getting to the actual to California. So like we're packing up our house and everything and not knowing what house we're moving into. So there's a lot of um, control and or want for control. And um, I'm definitely like type A planner Mm -hmm. that I have had to release since being a military spouse because the army really rules a lot of that. So I've just kind of had to like, kind of let go and be like, okay, this is out of my control. I can't control this. We're just going to have to be flexible in this. And this is, I mean, I've experienced that through both deployments. Um, um, but definitely with this move as well, and we haven't even moved yet. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, yeah, the biggest thing is, you know, sitting around and waiting because that that's what you, that's the only thing you can plan for, honestly. Yeah, hurry up and wait. Yes. We get very good at that as being children and um, spouses of military members. Yeah, because you never, I mean, like you said, the Army has control. Whatever, whatever branch that you're serving in, they're the mm-hmm. ones who say, hey, nope, this is what you're doing. And then they, you know sometimes two weeks before they're like, oh, we're changing that. So sorry. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. The, the last minute changes always get me at the beginning. I think I kind of fought a little bit. I was like, that makes no sense. What is going on? Why would they do that? Can you find out more information? And then afterwards I was like, yep, this is just how it is. (laughs) So now other people ask me that, that those questions, you know, why is that going on? I don't I don't know. That's, it just is. Know. And that's, so that's, that's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. Um, the <laughs> last thing I always like to ask is what advice would you give to another military spouse? Ooh, be patient. That's something that I've kind of had to grow into. Um, be patient and don't be scared to hide in the military lifestyle to be consumed by it um but to really break out within it and you know rock the whatever role that you are in in the military world whether you know it's a spouse or a kiddo um just what are you to really realize what an honor it is to be in that role um to support a military service member um because they are living for something so much greater. So to be that spouse, to be able to support my husband in that way, um, 
it can be really frustrating at times because there's so many changes. There's so many things that are out of my control. There are so many things that are missed events, birthdays, anniversaries, what you name it. Um, so instead of getting caught up in that, just be patient to really, um, grow in my role as a spouse and encourage other spouses to do the same. Um, it's a very humbling role and, um, it's very unique and very wonderful if you allow it to be. So just encouragement to not say, not stay stuck in it, to also pursue things that bring you joy, things that bring you happiness and, um, that fill you up too, as you're pouring yourself out to your service member, because sometimes we can get lost in that, especially if you are a fellow mommy, that's really hard. You're pouring yourself out for your spouse and for your children. Um, and to not get lost in that, but find, find hobbies and things that you, that you love to do. So I think that'd be my advice. <laughs> Absolutely. And where can people connect with you and find your podcast? So I have a Facebook, um, pursuing joy with Sam. And then my Instagram is pursuing joy.podcast. Um, and my email is Samantha at pursuing Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Samantha, and sharing, you know, your experience as a military spouse. Thank you so much for having me on and thank you for doing this podcast. I had a great time. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.